Hello and welcome to RAW Education News Radio. Thanks very much, and thanks, everyone, for joining us. We're here today to announce the draft criteria for the Early Learning Challenge Race to the Top program. Joining me today are Roberto Rodriguez, Special Assistant to the President, the White House Domestic Policy Council, Jacqueline Jones, Senior Advisor to Secretary of Education, Arnie Duncan, for Early Learning, and Joan Lombardi, Deputy Assistant Secretary and Interdepartmental Early Childhood Liaison in the Department of Health and Human Services. We're going to open up with brief statements from all three, and then we will take your questions, starting with Roberto. Thank you, Peter. Good afternoon, everyone. Today, we're really announcing something historic. We're putting out draft criteria for the Race to the Top Early Learning Challenge. This criteria was developed in a unique partnership between our Departments of Education and our Department of Health and Human Services. This $500 million initiative builds on the extraordinary success of our Race to the Top program that unleashed so much education reform at the state and local level across our elementary and secondary school system. We believe that this race to the top can really have the same kind of impact around some of the core challenges that we face across our early learning community programs and services. That is, how do we really uh, do more to boost the quality of our early learning program within our state? How can we measure the outcome for kids and pay attention to those outcomes, be more focused on those outcomes rather than just measuring input? And uh, how can we do more to ensure that our programs are really building towards success for kids as they enter kindergarten? How do we do more to really build the very best possible early childhood education workforce within our early learning systems and programs? And how do we do more to align early learning programs that come from different funding streams and align those to a common set of standards and common ways of assessing progress within a state. These four questions really shape the criteria that we're releasing today. And again, these are criteria that are released in draft form. We're putting them out for public input. My colleagues, Joan Lombardi from the Department of Health and Human Services and Jacqueline Jones from the Department of Education will walk through some of the details. Jacqueline. Thank you, Roberto. This program is really all about one thing, making sure that children enter kindergarten ready to succeed. Too many children are already behind when they enter kindergarten, and that includes many children who are in early learning programs because these programs vary so much in quality. The Race to the Top Early Learning Challenge can help transform the quality of early learning programs across the country. The proposed criteria aim to establish a comprehensive approach that better coordinates, implements, and evaluates high-quality early learning and development programs with a focus on giving families the information they need to select the best program for their child. Just as the first two rounds of Race to the Top were organized around four assurances, this competition is organized around four key levers of change, building successful state systems, promoting early learning and development outcomes for children, implementing high-quality, accountable programs, and supporting a great early childhood education workforce. 
Beneath these four general areas are 17 separate elements, and each of them will contribute to a state's overall score. But we also have a set of priorities, absolute priorities, which means they must be in the application, competitive priorities, which means they will earn you extra points if they are in the state's application, and invitational priorities, which means they are optional and do not contribute to a state score. Like the original Race to the Top, this program will be peer-reviewed, and the process of identifying qualified reviewers begins immediately. Lastly, I want to emphasize that the administration may exercise discretion in choosing the winners to ensure that states with large, rural, low-income populations are well represented, because we need to be more bold and innovative in meeting the needs of these children. We're inviting public input over the next week, and then we will develop a final application. I just want to say how grateful I am to be working in partnership with HHS and Joan Lombardi, who will now offer some additional details on the program. Joan? Thank you, Jacqueline, and thank you, Roberto. Um, as Jacqueline said, this initiative is about assuring children are ready to succeed. And I just want to expand upon what that means from our standpoint. Readiness is about addressing the health and developmental needs of young children. It's about family engagement. It's about nutrition. And that's why it's so important that we support families and strengthen and support the early childhood workforce because we know the adults in a child's life really make all the difference. Today, more and more young children are spending time in out-of-home settings on a regular basis. We need to make sure that all the programs have high standards and promote child development. We want to see states building partnerships among all the early learning programs and providers. The summary we're releasing today spells out many details of the competition, including the grant size, which will range in size from $50 to $100 million, depending on the state's population. After receiving public input, the final application will be released in August, and the applications will be due from the states in October. Grants will be awarded before the end of the year, and they will cover a four-year period, concluding in 2015. I just want to close by echoing Roberto's opening point. This is truly historic. Our two federal agencies have come together and worked closely and quickly to create a program with so much potential. We think this can not only change the field, more importantly, we think that it can change the lives of young children. First question comes from Dory Turner. Hey, guys. I'm wondering, talking about tracking progress of student development, can you give any kind of detail as to what that's going to look like? Because you can't really test a three-year-old or even a four-year-old. So how do you track that progress? The competition is really looking at um, one of the key indicators is really how states develop a comprehensive assessment system that will really track uh, child's development and learning and key milestones leading up to kindergarten entry. So there are observational assessments looking at students' social, emotional competencies, cognitive competencies in play often. These are assessments that are often administered by teachers or other adults that are caregivers. And there are assessments in programs and screening tools and assessments that can be used in a wide variety of early childhood settings that really look at children's well-being and their functioning early. So they're less kind of paper and pencil tests and more uh, assessments of child development. And our next question comes from Lisa Guernsey. I have a question about the levels of funding. In the press release, I see it says $50 million to $100 million grant. 
will be awarded. And then in some of the summary, I see that it could be up to $50 million for some of those smaller states. Is there a possibility that some states would receive less than $50 million, or is $50 million going to be the smallest grant awarded? We're saying up to $50 million. We think that it'll be about $50 million for the smallest grants. And of course, there is, again, the range from 100 to 50, with different categories in between. Our next question comes from Rosa Morales. Thank you. Can you please talk more about the stakeholders? Who are the stakeholders? Is it a closed list? I'm from Michigan, and there are individuals, community groups that sometimes don't get any information about what's going on in Washington or the White House. The example I could point to is the White House Initiative on Education Excellence for Hispanics. I think on that one, there were about three people from Michigan involved. And let's talk about stakeholders for this race to the top. Is it a closed list? How soon can people connect with you if the deadline is Monday, July 11th? Well, first of all, we really want this to be an initiative that's got a lot of participation from a broad array of agencies, of organizations, of programs across the state. I think when you look at the criteria, you'll see that we're expecting letters of support in these applications from a range of stakeholders. We've made um, the information very widely available, and we'll continue to do that because it's important to get a broad perspective. Where is the list available if there is already a short list, long list? So the blog is a public blog. It's open to everyone. We just want to be sure that that's clear. There are no targeted folks to give us public input. We really are wanting to have input from the public, so there is no list. Uh, We have sent out notices to broad ranges of people, and we want to make sure that anyone who goes onto the Ed website gives us input that will be relevant. Thank you. And our next question comes from Travis Hicks. What I was curious about was I know when Secretary Duncan first announced the initiative, there was a mention of Title I being included as one of the funding streams, yet I haven't heard that addressed. It kind of seemed to be talking mostly about uh, existing state early ed programs and I'm assuming other federal funding sources like Head Start. And typically Title I isn't placed a lot in the pre-K area. But do you see perhaps uh, states making a greater push for this through the new effort? Thank you for your question. We really are concerned with putting together the full range of early learning funding. So, yes, Title I is part of the funding that we're talking about as far as Head Start and state-funded preschool. We're looking at states to look at the full array of early learning funding sources. So, Title I is a part of that. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for joining us. If you have any follow-up questions, feel free to call our press office, either in HHS or in the Department of Education. And thanks very much.